Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Sacktown Movie Buffs. Uh, once again, I'm Kier, and this is Jason, and we are back with another show. We're doing another one of our uh, top 10 list shows, and uh, now we are on our top 10 films of 2002. This will be part one. Um, so once again, our, our part ones, we usually do our number 10 through number six, um, and then we'll do a second show where we do our, our part two, where we'll conclude it with our number five through one, plus some honorable mentions as well. Um, but the new thing that we're also doing on, on our uh, on these shows also is we're challenging each other uh, to films that that um, uh, that we haven't seen. So uh, a film that I've seen that he hasn't and vice versa. Um, and so he chose a film for me, which was in America. Um, to watch um, from 2002, and I chose a film for him, which was National Lampoon's Van Wilder, uh, which he had to watch. And with that said, let's get into it, man. Uh, so we'll get started with Van Wilder, man. Um, so uh, you had a chance to watch National Lampoon's Van Wilder, man. Yeah. Tell us about it. What'd you think? <laughs> and and th thank you so much, by the way. Just thank you for giving me this assignment. Um, You're okay. always welcome. Uh, the last time we did this, you gave me How High, yeah. which was a movie that I never really wanted to see, uh, but I was pleasantly surprised. I really liked How High. I really enjoyed it. I was very surprised. So I was hoping for a repeat with Van Wilder, another comedy that I never wanted to see. <laughs> Unfortunately, I cannot say there was a repeat of How High Success. Um, yeah. Like no, uh, nah, nah, I could have... Uh, I could have lived the rest of my life very easily without seeing this movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I did not care for it, and I'm sorry. Uh, I really am struggling to find anything good that I could say about it. I think I maybe laughed like once. Really? But yeah. It, mm. Yeah. It just wasn't. Yeah. I, I didn't. Yeah. It was pretty bad, dude. It was pretty bad. Maybe you just don't have fun, man. It was. There's a, a lot of humor in there. Kind of uh not really and it reminds me there was a time when i really couldn't stand ryan reynolds around the time this came out i guess i've grown to like ryan reynolds a lot he's been in a lot of good movies but this kind of reminded me of everything i didn't like about ryan reynolds at one time <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just it was it wasn't it wasn't funny like it was really tasteless without being funny because tasteless can be funny as demonstrated in how high how high was very tasteless but it was funny this was very tasteless, but it, it, it was not funny, man. Oh, it, man, I love that scene with the dogs and the pastries, man. <laughs> oh, my God. That was, like worst, that was like the worst scene of all. Oh, my God. I thought God. that was hilarious. <laughs> that one guy, like, I, where do I know that guy? And I was like, I had to do some research. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's Tech from the real world Hawaii. <laughs> do you remember that guy? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess he's been in some other stuff too. But I was like, "Wow, that was a blast from the past." Yeah, he uh, went on to do nothing else after that. So yeah. actually, if you look at the IMDb, he's been in some other stuff, but nothing. Really <laughs> nothing really to note. Seeing, but I was like, "Where do I know this guy from?" And I knew it was something like that because it was like he was in the movie, but he wasn't really in the movie. You know, he'd just get like a line every, you know, half hour. <laughs> but he was always there because people. I don't know, there. man. He was like the fourth lead of Van Wilder. I don't know, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. For it's four lines for <laughs> movie, but anyway, yeah, man. Uh, thanks for the challenge, but uh, you didn't care for that one, huh? I couldn't live without seeing Van Wilder. Sorry, man. Well, maybe we'll do better with the with our next with our next film then. So two thousand three, yeah, yeah, two thousand three <laughs> might be might be better for you. 
Well, sorry you didn't like that one, man. I thought I thought you might get a, lot, a few laughs out of it. So I, oh, I went in with an open mind. I went in with an open mind, but didn't happen yeah. for you. All right. Yeah. Oh well. Moving on. <laughs> so, um, so my challenge was uh, in America, uh, which is basically about this Irish family um, of, of immigrants who basically are immigrating to uh, the U.S., specifically New York. They, they came in, I think, via Canada, uh, immigrating. Um, it's a drama. Um, their family, um, they've had a lot of uh, heartache and loss. Uh, they, they've lost, a, a, the parents lost a child, they, the, the two girls in, in the in the in the photo, they lost a, um, a, a brother, basically. Um, and it's kind of like their story. Basically, they're moving to New York. Um, the husband, he has aspirations to do, like, uh, uh, stage acting. Um, so basically kind of, you know, the whole typical move to New, to New York, move to the U.S. and start a, start a life over again kind of thing. Um, and they move into, like, this area of New York, this very seedy part of town, seedy part of town, and this, this building that's... Uh, uh, basically, the best way to describe it is, is you know, a hellhole. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, no, there's basically like you know junkies that live in the building. There's uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, just all kinds of just bad people. Basically, mostly junkies, that sort of stuff. Um, um, there's you know a guy that lives in the building that you know paints and yells and screams and. <laughs> You know, and, uh, you know, they live in a building where, you know, it's, it's really dirty and dingy and and, you know, and it's basically kind of like a drama. Their struggle to kind of like survive in that city. And, um, you know, they kind of end up befriending most of them end up befriending the, the, the gentleman that yells out of the building and that kind of stuff. And uh, Mateo is his name. And, uh, you know, and it's kind of kind of like the walk of life of the, their struggles. The mom kind of gets a job as like a waitress at a diner nearby. You know, the, the husband keeps trying to like, um, you know, get acting going. Um, and then the story with the kids and, and, and that, that kind of stuff. And, and that's basically kind of the basic gist of it. It's, it's a, it's a drama film. Um, uh, yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was a good film. Um, it was a good, good story. It's like one of those heartwarming stories, which is, which is good. You know, anything that a loss of a child and that kind of stuff, and and you know, just kind of like their struggle, and the kind of like the, that the American dream. You immigrate here, and you, uh, you know, you struggle and you make it work. And that's kind of basically what the, what the film is about. And um, you know, there's a little bit more to it and that kind of stuff. Um, the they end up getting pregnant and the, the mother starts having complications with the pregnancy and that kind of stuff. So uh, there's a lot of different, you know, other elements of drama that, that are involved in it. Uh, the gentleman, they befriend Mateo. He's got some sort of illness that he's dealing with also. And so, and so there's a lot of stuff going on with that, but overall I thought it was a good film. I, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's not, it wouldn't make my top 10 of this year or anything like that. I don't think, but, um, overall I thought it was a good film. It was a good, it was a good drama and uh, a good story. Um, you know, and you know, nothing, nothing I can really fault with it, you know, that I couldn't say that I didn't like about it or anything like that, but just, you know, a really good drama, really good film. So cool. Cool, man. Cool. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. That was yeah. one that I, I, I saw, uh, several times when it was a new release and, uh, one that I took my my sister's kids to. I know they really liked it a lot. My mom liked it. It's just it's it's just a good good immigrant story. It's a good tearjerker without like really being manipulative or anything like that. I love the New York aspect to it too. So I'm glad. You yeah, liked it. yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was a good film. You know, nothing. Yeah. You know, I like said I don't have anything I can say bad about the film or anything like that. I, you know, overall I enjoyed it. And thought it was you know a, a good a good film. Uh, a good yeah. drama, if you will. So, uh, yeah. so yeah. good choice, man. Good choice. Yeah.
Yeah. I wish I could say the same. <laughs> Maybe next time, man. Maybe, Maybe next, next time. time. Maybe next time. Maybe I'll just suggest that one you to watch again. You can watch Mount Water again, even though it didn't come out that year. We just watched it again anyways. So. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, with that said, moving on, uh, let's get into uh, our real top 10, um, our top 10 films of 2002. We're going to start off with number 10. And if you don't mind, I'll have you kick it off, man. You're number 10 for 2002. All right, man. Uh my number 10 film is, for 2002 is the very underrated, I think, uh, Undercover Brother. So this is just, uh, it's a very, very funny movie. Uh, it's kind of a, a, a satire of like spy movies, like black exploitation movies, but it's also just a really good uh, satire of a whole lot of things. So uh, it's, oh, what's the guy's name? I forgot already. Eddie Griffin. Eddie Griffin, Eddie Griffin yeah. Big deal for a while, but I haven't seen him anywhere in ages. But uh, yeah. he plays the lead character, uh, and uh, it's just it's just a hilarious movie. But it's also really a a, a really smart satire at the same yeah. time. I think Chris Kattan, uh, another person who's disappeared basically. But I thought, you know, he a lot of people don't like Chris Kattan, but I think in in the right movies and small doses, he can be great. And I think he's great in this movie. Dave Chappelle is really funny in this movie. Neil. Harris, Denise Richards. It's got a really cool cast. It's a really fun movie. It's got a great soundtrack. It's got some pretty smart social satire in it. It's just a really good movie. Uh, it got written off in the day as being just kind of an Austin Powers clone, right. but I think it's got it's got so much more going on intellectually than Austin Powers. Than I, I I think it's actually a better film than than Austin Powers personally. I know it's kind of sacrilegious oh. to say because there's people that absolutely love uh, Austin Powers and you know the, all the sequels and stuff like that. But you know, in my opinion, and I think they both came out around the same year, right? I, I, yeah, I they were pretty close. Yeah, yeah. but um, in my opinion, I, I thought it was actually better. I, th I thought it had a lot more going on than Austin Powers, whereas Austin Powers is mostly just toilet humor. Um, you know, this yeah. one was more political satire and that kind of stuff. And um, you know, so I, I, I thought it was a much more fun film. Uh, great choice. Um, it didn't. It just missed my top ten. It, it'll definitely be in my honorable mentions. Um, um, two thousand and two was actually kind of a tougher year for me than I thought it was going to be. There's a lot of films that I liked out of two thousand and two. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I was kind of surprised. Some of the films that didn't make my top ten, um, including that one, uh, I was kind of surprised that a lot of the ones that did, just didn't quite make the cut for me. Um, so, but yeah, great choice, man. Great number ten choice for sure. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, my number ten. What's that? I said I know, but thanks. No, <laughs> <This guy. laughs> uh, well, my number 10, uh, I don't own, so I'll be bringing it in. Uh, my number 10 is going to be Panic Room. So, uh, yeah, a uh, great one with Jodie Foster, obviously, and a very young uh, Kristen Stewart uh, before she took off and became a huge star. Um, it basic, most people have seen Panic Room. Basic general synopsis is, uh, you know, their mother, uh, daughter, um, single parent uh, basically end up uh, – buying like this flat or home or whatever you want to call it um, that has a panic room, which is cool. Um, and they actually have to use it. And that's pretty much the, the gist of the movie. <laughs> I'm checking out. No, uh, there's basically really exciting here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right now. Uh, so the basic gist of it is they, they, uh, uh, they have some intruders that try to break into the home. Um, uh, Dwight Yoakam's in it. Right. Um, and uh, Forrest Whitaker and, uh, Jared Leto? 
and Jared Leto. Yeah. Um, so those are the main, uh, the main bad guys in this one, I guess, if you will. Uh, they're basically trying to break into the home because they're after something in the house. Um, when they, they realize that there's intruders breaking into their house, they, uh, the mother and daughter go and hide in the panic room. Uh, but what they find out is, is what the criminals are after are actually in the panic room. So, um, so that's kind of where the story unfolds. And so it's basically like an adult version of home alone. So, no. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, um, I mean, you know, in a nutshell, it kind of is, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it basically turns into like a more serious version of, of home alone in that sense. Uh, cause they're trying to get into the panic room. They're trying to keep them out. And so there's kind of like this cat and mouse kind of chase, um, within the home, but very good action thriller drama, if you will. Well, not so much a drama, more thriller, I would say, uh, just a really good film. Uh, one that I've always loved. Haven't seen it in many, many years. Definitely need to revisit. I used to own it at one time, but I, don't now um but uh you know still still i believe one that still holds up i i don't know i seen maybe six or seven years ago probably last time i saw it but it still held up pretty well for me um so that is my number 10 panic room cool yeah that's uh i love panic room it's uh it's a little little higher up in my top 10 oh cool um, yeah i think it's one that's another one that is pretty underrated i think it tends to get skipped over when people are talking about david fincher movies everyone wants to talk about seven or the social network or fight club and uh, well i don't like fight club but most of his movies i really like a lot uh and this one nobody ever really seems to talk about fight uh panic room um but i think it's actually one of his best movies it's one of his simplest movies and most efficient i think and it's just you know i'm a big fan of uh suspense thrillers especially ones that are in a confined space a confined period of time it's it, you know it's a one crazy night movie and a bag of money movie actually yeah true so, yeah um, so, but yeah, I think, I think he, he does a great job. Uh, the cinematography is great. The way they, they, they make use of that space. I think it's three layers, uh, three levels. I mean, and they do, they do a really good job of exploiting that space for every like suspenseful, uh, scenario you can imagine. So yeah, I, I love panic room for sure. I think it's very underrated. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. number nine. Number nine, another uh, under underrated seems to be a theme tonight. But another movie that I think is very underrated is The Rules of Attraction. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So this is a movie that kind of came and went in 2002. It didn't make any money. The critics didn't like it for the most part. Um, but I, it blew me away from like the very beginning, pretty much. Uh, I remember I saw it every once in a while uh, back in the days when movie theaters were open. Uh, <laughs> I would have this experience where I would see a movie on a huge screen. It was at the Cynodome, where it was right. just an enormous screen. To I was, it was like a movie that I really liked in a pretty much empty theater, and it was always kind of weird to me. Like, why did they have this movie with playing in this theater that they knew was not going to make any money? But hey, I I got to see it on this huge screen, so that's great. But yeah, it's a it's based on the book by Brett Easton Ellis, who also wrote the books that American Psycho. Uh, and uh, Less Than Zero were based on. So he really specializes in writing uh, movies about people who are unsympathetic for the most part. He's really good at writing movies about junkies and privileged, uh, privileged vacant people, uh, but he makes them interesting. And I think this movie's no exception. It takes place, it's set in the college, college age kids, and they're all like rich, on drugs, sleeping around, and uh, you know, it's it's a very very seedy movie, very graphic movie, 
Um, but it's also, uh, it's just a really good movie. It's, it's funny. Uh, it's, it actually has a little bit of pretty good character development. The, the music's great. The cinematography's great. The editing's great. Um, it's a really cool movie. And anybody who likes those kind of like low down, uh, kind of gritty, uh, sex and drugs movies, if you haven't seen the rules of attraction, definitely see the rules of attraction. So that's my number nine. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, no, I, I like Rules of Attraction a lot. Um, uh, another one, uh, maybe this will be the year all your top tens are in my honorable mentions, but uh, another one that will be in my honorable mentions um, just yeah. kind of missed a cut for me. Um, like I said, it, it was a lot of, it was a really tough list to, to cut down for me this year, but I, I like Rules of Attraction quite a bit. Um, uh, it's funny. It's It's got a lot of good story on it. Um, um, I, I probably like uh, American Psycho more than this one, oh, yeah. but I, I definitely like that one quite a bit. So uh, another oh, yeah. another really, really good choice. So cool. Um, my number nine is actually going to be The Sultan Sea. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, just I always I always just get a kick out of this one. Val Kimmer, uh, Peter Sargard's in it. Uh, basically, it stars Val Kimmer's character. He uh, uh, was like a, a, a jazz player, I guess, if you will. Um, and uh, it kind of starts. It doesn't start off with that, but basically, the story is is that him and his wife were uh, traveling uh, in, um, I guess, California. Is that where the Sultan sees at? Is it? I don't know. Anyways, they're uh, they're travel. Huh? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. Anyways, they're, they're traveling and they get lost and they kind of stop to ask for directions, um, and they're kind of invited into these people's home uh, to use the bathroom. And while he's in the bathroom, uh, uh, two men basically break into the home. It was like a drug issue end up killing the, the the people that let them in the home and also end up killing his his, his wife as well um and that's kind of basically where the story starts off and then from there he kind of like spirals out of control and uh you know kind of gets into drugs himself kind of becomes a junkie himself and he hangs out with other junkies and, and druggies and that kind of stuff um there's more twists and turns to it. I don't want to give too many spoilers if anybody hasn't seen The Sultan Sea because it's a movie that maybe not everybody has seen, I would imagine. Uh, but there's a lot of other twists and turns that happen based upon that. And there's a lot of things that, that come to, to light about, you know, you know, his wife's murder and that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's just a really interesting film. It's got some great action. Uh, it's got one of the creepiest characters uh, played by, uh, 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 who's that, Vincent? Uh, uh, D'Anfario. Um, yeah, uh, he's got one of the creepiest characters you'll ever meet, uh, Pooh Bear. Uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, basically, his character is a guy that, uh, uh, you know, snorted so much drugs that his, 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 since his, his nose fell off. And so he wears like a prosthetic nose on his face. So uh, one of the, just a really, really creepy dude for sure. And there's a lot of really other creepy guys in this whole film. You know what I mean? It's just, um, you know, it's, but it has some humor in it as well. There's some funny parts to it. Um, so it's kind of a really strange film to describe because it has like action. It's got some drama. Um, it's got some sad moments, of course, uh, but also has a lot of humor in it as well. And just overall, just a really, really good film. One that um, I always love. I always get a kick out of and kind of laugh every time I see it. So uh, definitely, if you've never seen The Sultan Sea, I highly recommend you check that one out. It's a good one. Yeah, I, I love Salt and Sea. It's it's uh, it's not quite in my top ten, but it's definitely in the runner-ups for sure. Um, I think it's one of Val Kilmer's very best performances for sure. 
Um, and I really like it a lot. I haven't seen it in a really long time, but it's definitely overdue um, a revisit. But yeah, I, I would like that a lot. I saw it at least twice in the theater, I remember back in the day. I remember playing at the Crest where I worked. So yeah, cool. cool. Before before I worked there, before I worked there. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if you were working there then. So yeah. Oh yeah, I was just a customer, but yeah, yeah. yeah but cool. I saw it at least twice and I had to pay for it. So that tells you. Shout <laughs> <laughs> so, out cold yeah. hard cash for that bad boy. Right, yeah. maybe three times, maybe three times. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. cool movie, very cool movie. Cool. Yeah. Number eight. Number eight for me, uh, we've already kind of addressed it because number eight is in America. So cool. yeah. I really like the movie. I just revisited it. Um, I don't know. It probably would have been in my top 10 if I hadn't recently revisited it anyway. I'm not sure. But I hadn't seen it in a really long time. Probably I hadn't seen it probably in at least 15 years, which is crazy oh. to say. Yeah. Uh, but uh, um, I revisited because uh, I wanted to refresh my memory on it because I was asking you to watch it too, for one thing. But right. um, it just it reminded me just how, how good of a movie it is. It's just uh, it's a great immigrant story. It's a great family movie. Uh, the acting by everybody, even the little kids, is really, really yeah, good. Yeah, the kids are really good in there as well. I, I forgot to mention that. They're, they're acting really good as well. Yeah. 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 And it's just like, you know, it's not a movie that's, it doesn't break the break the mold or anything like that. It's not, uh, I mean, there's been a million immigrant stories, a million family stories, but I really like these characters and um, it, watching it again reminded me just how solid of a movie it is. So yeah, In America is my number eight for sure. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, my number eight, um, I'm going to have to bring in also, um, another one I don't own, but it's going to be <laughs> signs. <laughs> oh, what happened? Oh, what happened? Uh, let's hide that. <laughs> signs. There we go. <laughs> signs. Uh, there we go. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my number eight. My number eight. What's that? I've never seen that version of the poster. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know me, man. I only, I only bring in the cool stuff. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, most people have probably seen Signs. Uh, you know, M. Night Shyamalan, one of his better films before he kind of went south, I feel like, in my opinion. Um, uh, and some people didn't like Signs. Um, you know, um, it is an alien movie. Um, but, you know, he's kind of, M. Night Shyamalan's been always known for using, like, low budget. Um, so some people had issues with that, I guess, if you will. And there's always been... Uh, Basically, it's about a family. It's kind of like one of those, like, very small version of, like, an alien invasion film, basically. Because it's basically about this family, and they all, um, you know, they, they, they've had some losses in their lives as well. And in the midst of all that, um, they, uh, uh, you know, he, uh, Mel Gibson's character was, like, a, a, a minister or pastor. Um, you know, he's kind of sort of losing his faith and, and that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, because of the loss of his, of his uh, uh, wife. And so there's a lot of other stories, a lot of other things that, that are kind of happening in there. But in the midst of all that, there's basically what is to be an alien invasion. And, you know, with M. Not Shyamalan, there's always some twists and turns and that sort of stuff. But it's just a really good, it's more of a drama, I would say, in a lot of ways, than an actual action alien invasion film because there's not a whole lot of action in it but it's just a really good story about family uh redemption and that kind of stuff and so i don't know it's one that i always like one i've always enjoyed and um you know i personally haven't seen it in a few years either this one either but um I'll, one that every time i watch i, I always get a, a you know, good enjoyment out of it and like i said i think it's, it's definitely one of his one of him like Shyamalan's best films in my opinion so number eight is signs cool cool yeah i love i love 
lines. Uh, it's one that I would have thought was pro would probably be my top ten until I, until I actually started making it. Uh, so it's actually in the runner-ups, but I really like it. It's definitely one of his best movies, and that was definitely like right before he hit his downturn, right. uh, in my opinion. Like uh, the village, I don't hate the village, but Lady in the Water was terrible. Uh, the happening was terrible. Uh, did you ever see the visit? I did see the visit. Yeah, the visit was like he was starting to get back. I thought. Yeah, I didn't hate the visit. I thought it was better than the the last two, Lady in the Water, or um, I thought it was, I actually liked it better than the village, in my opinion. Okay. So, yeah, uh, yeah I think so I think so too. Uh, but I think Split is when he finally came back. I love Split. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Science is great. I think most people have the issue with the very ending, which I, yeah. I said is a okay. That's a little that's a little goofy, but uh, up until then, I think it's pretty much just a perfect thriller. And I really like the idea of uh, what it would be like to experience because you know most movies about alien invasion, the main characters are in the middle of the action. You know what right. I mean? That's where always the 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 story is set. But I thought it was a really cool idea, and it wasn't the first time this has been done. But I think it's a really cool idea to like. What 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 would it be like for for someone who lives in the middle of nowhere, kind of on the margins of the story? Right, they're experience. not like they're not like some big city in New York or or L.A. or something when when everything's going down. You know what I mean? They're in like some small town that you know what I mean, and and it's just it's just a family kind of you know what I mean. It's people in small town, people are getting out to the city and that kind of stuff, and yeah, they yeah. they end up staying in the small town. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and just kind of just kind of waiting for that instead of being in the middle of the action, kind of waiting for that to get to you. You know what I mean? Right. And like, when is it going to get here? You know what I right. mean? And it's, it's pretty scary too. I think it's a, it's a really good movie. Yeah. yeah there are a lot of, there's a lot of scary parts as well. I agree. So especially yeah. when towards the end, when uh, the family's kind of hiding out in the house, um, yeah. I, I know there were some very scary moments there for sure. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool choice. Well, thank you. Yeah. Number <laughs> number seven. So far, so far, you're not doing too bad. Yeah, I never do bad because if, if I say it, then you know it's true, man. I say it's six or seven. It's that's what it is. That's what it was for that year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number seven for you, sir. Number seven is uh, we've already covered it. It is Panic Room. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, just a uh, very underrated. Always gets skipped over when people are talking about David Fincher as a director. I don't think it should be skipped over. I think it's one of his best. So, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, moving right along to my number seven, and probably won't spend a long time on this because I've covered this on a previous show. This film, uh, my number seven is actually going to be Twenty Eight Days Later. So I covered that on our uh, one of our first shows we did uh, about uh, uh, pandemic quarantine type shows that go along with the COVID nineteen situation that we're experiencing. Um, but yeah, twenty eight days later is is has always been a, a a fun one for me as far as like zombies and that kind of stuff. And um, you know, uh, set in the UK and uh, basic story is kind of you know guy wakes up in a hospital a la the Walking Dead kind of thing. And you know when he wakes up, yeah, you know he wakes up in the hospital and. Uh, you know, nobody's there. The world's pretty much disappeared uh, because of a virus that, that had spread and basically uh, turned people into essentially zombies. They're they're fast moving, though. They're the kind that run and um, they don't even necessarily have to bite you. If you just get a drop of the blood uh, in your mouth or in your eyes or whatever case may be, you'll you'll 
and you turn quickly. It's not like other zombie movies where you can actually like live for like a few days and then you eventually become a zombie. Like it's like literally like within like 20 seconds, you're pretty much turning into a zombie and maybe a minute, you know, at max. But, um, um, so yeah, uh, just a really, really good fun, uh, you know, zombie horror action film, if you will. So, uh, yeah, one that I always enjoy, but that's my number seven is 28 days later. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I love 28 days later. I, think I like the sequel, maybe even a little bit more. I think I do too. Uh, um, yeah. I think I like the sequel a little bit. I watched them both, um, around that pandemic time. I watched both of them around that time. And I, I might like the sequel just a little bit better just because I feel like it's more, uh, well, they got more, you know, bigger name stars in there, I guess, if you will, in, in some capacity. And then they also, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I like that story a little bit better. So yeah. Overall. Yeah. Um, I love 28 Days Later. I think it's a little long. Um, two hours, it definitely kind of feels like two hours. And, like, it's perfect. To me, it's, like, like perfect until it gets to that big, like, mansion at the end where the military is. Mm-hmm. And to me, at that part, it kind of slows down. It kind of it kind of loses focus a little bit there. But, I mean, I still really like it a lot. Um, uh, and I, I think it's a really good ending. And, you know, it's it's kind of debatable where it always gets discussed in zombie when you're talking about zombie movies. And it definitely did kick the door open for the zombies to return to being popular again, which they hadn't been for a long time. Uh, but uh, they're not really zombies, really. They're like, they're rabid human beings because they're still alive. They're not dead. They're right. basically, they have like extreme rabies or something like that. Yeah. But I'm not complaining. I totally, I, I don't mind people calling it a zombie movie at all. It basically is in every other way, but uh, yeah. Um, Love it. Sorry to get yeah. off on a tangent there a little bit, but uh, yeah, but it's, it's similar to uh, uh, the one with uh, Brad Pitt, I guess, in that capacity too, like the fast moving yeah, virus. Not dead either. Yeah, not dead either. Just yeah. like not people anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I want that one too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, number six. We're already moving right along. Number six for me is a movie that I saw on Halloween Day with you, I think, if I remember right. And that is The Ring. Mm. Yeah, so The Ring is one of those movies that uh, I was obsessed with seeing when it came out. I watched the trailer like 50 times before it came out, and I was super excited about it because I just love the concept. Uh, But yeah, The Ring, uh, it's one of my favorite horror movies. It's one of the cases where I do actually think that, uh, you know, the, the American remake is actually better than the Japanese oh, original, sure. in my opinion. Um, yeah. A lot of people don't agree with that. A lot of people think... Uh, I, I know. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it goes back to that whole thing. I feel like whatever came first, that's the one that's better in a lot of people's opinion for most, in that's most cases. True. That's true. It's not always, that's not always the case, I don't think. Yeah. In this case, um, I you know I like Ringu a lot, but I think the ring just has... It's a lot more entertaining... Uh, I think it's the, it's just a great movie. It's, and it's an American, know. man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> America. America. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it's super scary. It's really entertaining. I think Naomi Watts is great in it. Uh, it's got really terrific visual style, I think, which is really important. Like the whole movie has this kind of damp, bluish green, kind of wet feeling to it. And I think that's very much on purpose. Uh, but I think it's got a great style. It's uh, it's very scary. It's very well acted. Uh, it's uh, not predictable. Um, it's one of my favorite horror movies for sure. And that is, my number six is The Ring. Yes. Thought I'd add a little flourish there. Sorry. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, I love the ring, man. Um, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's up my list. It'll be on the second show for, for, for me easily. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. It, it's just, it's one of those films, and I remember watching this one with you. Um, we watched it. What I remember specifically about this one is we watched it in the middle of the day. It was yeah. so light when we when we left the movie theater actually because we watched it kind of early. It must have been like in the summer or something. I don't know. I remember it wasn't even dark yet. And I was still freaked out. <laughs> like I left the theater and I was still like, like, oh my God, that kind of affected me. I'm glad I didn't watch that right before bedtime. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was it was like one of the few movies that like really just like got to me. You know what I mean? There's and there's a lot of, you know, really, really good horror movies out there, but they don't scare me like that. Like that one like really, really scared me for some reason. You know what I mean? Um um, it was like one of those ones that just, just it just freaked the heck out of me, man. Um, so yeah, it's one that's always stuck with me. Always been a really, really scary one. Um, you know, I mean, obviously over the years, I've watched it a few times now. I'm not as scared as as I was the first time I saw it. But yeah, <laughs> but uh, but the first time I saw that movie, man, it it really, really scared me. Um, and it's um, dude, I think we saw it on Halloween. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, we saw it on Halloween date, like before been. I drove up to my parents. Yeah, might so have been. Was even cooler, I think, that we saw a movie that great, that scary on Halloween. Yeah, Day. yeah, yeah, and it was like I said, it was just a really, really, really scary movie. And like I said, it was you know, at the time I saw it, I couldn't think of a movie that had scared me more than that one had scared me. You know what I mean? At the time that I, I, I'm sure if I thought now there'd be a couple, but. Um, but that one just really, really scared the heck out of me, man. It was like one of those ones where I was like on the edge of my seat the entire time, like, because I didn't know what was going to happen next. And I didn't know what, you know what I mean? Like, it was just a creepy, creepy movie. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I love, I love The Ring. Um, like I said, it, it's definitely one that'll be on the next show for me. Uh, yeah. But yeah, great, great choice, man. Great, great choice for your number six, for sure. So cool, cool. Going in a completely different direction uh, for. Uh, well, not horror, anyway. So, um, so another film that's kind of more harder to describe, kind of like *The Salt and Sea* in some ways, because um, it's another one that's kind of hard to describe. My number six is actually going to be, but more of a comedy. Um, is actually going to be, huh? Van Wilder. Van Wilder. No, but, yeah, <laughs> no. my number six is going to be spun yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah I, I just love this movie man jason sportsman john leguizamo uh, it's got a lot of stars in here just uh, Brittany murphy and mickey rourke i mean it, it's a, it's uh it's a druggy movie um it's like a yeah. druggy comedy basically uh, but it, it is just wacky i mean everybody in the film is a druggie of some sort it basically stars jason a uh, sportsman's character and he's you know and they're all like meth heads basically um, and so he's always like, kind of like looking for the next score and he ends up kind of like, you know, always going over to like, uh, uh, Brittany Murphy or Brittany Murphy hangs out with like John Leguizamo and they kind of all hang out together and, and that kind of stuff. And, uh, he's looking to score some drugs and, uh, Brittany Murphy's character basically introduces him to, uh, Mickey Rourke's character, who's like the, the kingpin drug druggy if you will he's the one knows he's a cook is, is his name and he basically is the one that cooks all the meth for them but it is just a crazy crazy film that just takes you on so many different like wild angles through like the the whole meth world and that kind of stuff and also poignant for that time because we were both living in like yuba city at that time which at that time like the yuba city area and oroville they were like the meth capital of the world you know what i mean 
Linda. At the time, I was working in the pharmacy, and um, and you know, we'd have people always come into the counter, like trying to buy like Sudafed and stuff like that to go home and like cook their 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 meth and stuff like that. So it was really really kind of a crazy time for that, you know what I mean? Like, um, but uh, but yeah, it was just just a really just crazy wacky film. Like I said, it's more of a comedy, but it's a comedy about like you know, druggies basically. So really, really fun film. One that if you haven't seen, I definitely highly recommend you check out for sure. So my number six is Spun. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 again, I love Spun. It's it's in my runner-ups, um, but I, I really like it a lot. And I think it is kind of interesting that, you know, most movies that are about really hardcore drug users are like tend to be like the heavy depressing dramas yeah yeah they're all like people dying and and and, and that kind of stuff and you know that you know this one's more of a comedy <laughs> so yeah yeah and it's and, and i mean there's some heavy stuff in it but for yeah. the most part it is, it's a, just a crazy it's a really disgusting movie too yeah like, yeah you know, it's, really... it's it's i think yeah. it's nc-17 if it's not, it should be. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a like, really just nasty film, and 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 you know these and these people are, aren't good people at all. You know, even Jason Schwartzman, the main character, he's not a good guy at all. There's a there's a scene where basically someone ends up getting tied up, you know, and they're in a, in a bedroom and listening yeah. listening to basically the same song on repeat that, that, that the CD skips for like hours on end. You know what I mean? Or maybe over a day. I don't know. Just leaves her there. <laughs> yeah, it just leaves her there. Like just listening to like you know, this is your favorite song, and <laughs> just plays it and just leaves her there. And then like the CD skips and just like, ar, 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 ar. like I can't even imagine just being tied up just listening to that for like hours on end, just like ar, ar, for like hours, like, and it's loud too, so you can't even sleep or anything. I'm like, this is crazy. It's a that movie, it's a yeah. that movie, but everyone, yeah, won. yeah, yeah. 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 It, it's just a crazy, crazy film. So if you don't mind. uh Movies about druggies, movies that are, you know, uh, if you're easily offended or anything like that, this might not be yeah. the best film for you, but because uh, it's not for everybody, but it's a movie that I love. Um, I, I just I just get a kick out of it every single time I watch it. So that's my number six, man. Great choice. Cool. Cool. Well, yeah, some great choices, man. Um, you know, much better. You got a much better start, in my opinion, than your 2000, right. 2001 list. So uh, where I really didn't like any of the films on your list. So. <laughs> Eleven so, is the only one you like. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. That was the year where I definitely liked all your runner, your honorable mentions more than your top okay. ten. So, so you're off to a good start, man. We'll see what the future holds for us in the part two. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. You're off to a good start as well. Let's see how you. I always start. am. I always am. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, with that said, we thank everybody for watching. Uh, hopefully you like the channel. As always, uh, you know, if you like, please, uh, you know, please like the video and subscribe and then always hit the, the bell notification so you can get updated about any of our new videos and uploads that we do. And uh, we continue, uh, continue to support our channel. We greatly appreciate it. And we hope you all have a great day and we will be seeing you all real soon.